Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. All right, y'all, it's spring, and you know what that means. It's time to start planning our summer festival traveling. Yep, it's time to get into my Airbnb bag cross-country, a.k.a. uh, time to visit my homes all across the country. And you know what I never think about? Why not list my own spot on Airbnb and host some folks at my house? I mean, my house is cute. Yes, let's make money while we're spending money. Just trying to help you out, man, because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Questlove Supreme is a production of iHeartRadio. What up, y'all? And welcome back to Questlove Supreme. So, in part one of our conversation with Charlemagne the God, we discussed Charlemagne's journey into becoming one of the biggest voices of our time. If you haven't, you should check that out. Also, don't forget, Charlemagne is appearing live on the podcast stage at this year's Roost Picnic, and so is Questlove Supreme. You don't want to miss that. Okay, let's get back to it. Part two of our conversation with Charlemagne the God. Because before it was just clips. Right. It was clips that would lead you back to the dot com. I'm like, yo, nobody's doing nobody's dot coms dot com. anymore, no. yo. All right. So when that moment is happening, like, I guess now you're hyper aware of this can be a viral moment where, you know, a 10 second rant could suddenly define you or whatever. Mm-hmm. But as that moment's happening, like, what's going in your head? Like, I didn't is think... this about to be, uh, I'm about to say some real old Morton Downey Jr. Oh, shit. Not... Here. Come on, fast forward wow. a little bit. You little know bit. what I'm talking about. You know about. I do. That's why I'm like, wow. uh, wow. Uh, uh. No, but I mean, like, no, that was a moment where, where like, the, the, the brawl on the Morton Downey Jr. Yes. show became, like, super viral. And then, of course, then it was... It was the Jersey Art, version, Art, too. Art, I'm about to say Arsenio. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, uh, Gerardo. Richard Bay. Richard Bay. Richard, Richard Bay. Bay. There was a yeah. brawl on Richard Bay, Bay before. Always. He was like, yeah, he was like the Morton Downey of. Oh, really? Like yeah. Jersey or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Jersey. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. when that moment is happening, like, are you hyper aware now that of like one frame could be a gif for life, like the the no the Soldier Boy Drake, Drake moment yeah. or, or those Mm-mm. things? Like, I wasn't. You know what's so funny? I remember that day because you know we pre-record all our interviews a day early. So we pre-recorded the Birdman interview a day early, and we aired it back on April 22nd. Everybody remembers what else happened on April 21st. Prince. Prince passes oh, wow. away. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I remember being, I was, I was hosting the MTV Upfronts. I remember being at the Upfronts, getting the news that Prince died, and I'm like, God damn, Prince died. And everybody, then I'm like, we can't play Birdman tomorrow. 
Nobody gonna care about no Birdman interview. Like literally, It'll that was my buried. mindset. It'll get buried. That what right. I. That's what I thought. Quite. Right. I was like, right, right. nobody's gonna care. But then I said, different crowd. It's only two minutes thirty seconds. I remember saying this interview. I'm like, the interview's only two minutes thirty seconds. We could throw it on at like seven, and then get back to Prince. So you mind? Eight. You didn't think like this interview's a bust? We don't got nothing usable. I thought it's Prince. Prince passed away. <laughs> right, right. I'm thinking everybody and their mama is going right. to be on Prince. But we're right. of a certain age. Yeah. So that's uh, we old. We can so and we can multitask. <laughs> We put that interview out, and I could be wrong. It felt like Birdman was the A-side that weekend. Right. It was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was. Like, that was the same weekend Prince passed away, but my whole timeline is put some respect on it memes. And see, that's the other thing, right? You can you can know something's going to go viral, but you don't know the life it's going to take Bro, on the internet. It becomes something completely that's different. That's what I'm saying. And that's why the camera that has to be there all trademark respect. The time. No, because I didn't Motherfucker, see... you better do it now. I done made so many respect t-shirts. Because <laughs> in my mind, I'm thinking, like, I knew he was going to come up there. I knew he was coming up there wilding because, you know, uh, one of the uh, record reps hit me, like, a couple weeks before, and he was like... I just want to warn you, dog. No, he didn't warn me. He just said, Birdman wants to come on such and such date. He wants to make sure that you're there. Now, listen, <laughs> I'm a... That that's number one, but also number two. I know what I've said about Birdman. Right. Like I, 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 I'm, right. I'm self aware enough. I'm not gonna act clueless. Like I didn't say that about. Like I know yeah, yeah, the yeah. things that I was saying, and that's why before he even came in, if you notice, there's like a, a overhead view. Because I told everybody, turn the cameras on before he walks in. So you said, <laughs> you said, wanted all the ring yes, cameras on? I, 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 t- I told him. For I, I said, turn the cameras on before he walks in because I just knew he was yeah, coming in on something. Yeah, yeah. Like, and he up? didn't wait. Soon as he soon hit as the he... door, it wasn't no high, no nothing. Y'all motherfuckers put some respect on my name. Because the interview's only two minutes, 30 seconds. Yeah. That was so it's wrestling. He was on air for 40. <laughs> if that. Because he, the interview starts with NBC saying, Power on yeah, yeah. Fire, Breakfast Club, Birdman talks. And I'm like, no, nah, no, no. Birdman just came in here and checked all of us. Go ahead. Get it off your chest, Birdman. Yeah. And then that's, that's when, you know, led to the single file storm up. Wow. Have you ever been knocked off your square? And that went away on can on mic. No, I, 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 I about to see. I got punched in the back of the head, but that's no, a different no, no. I mean, on mic, like, like really, like. Oh. Wait, an artist got pugilistic? Well, it wasn't an artist. They, I mean, somebody t- came with a camera. I, this was like 2011. Oh, like off 2012. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh no, they recorded it though. They put it on video. It was yeah, on Worldstar. That that was full <laughs> Worldstar. <laughs> <was> World like, <laughs> that's why Steve here. <laughs> that was full Worldstar. Right? I was like an instant somewhere. I'm sorry. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. But, but like, like literally, because you you seem like. Of course, we there are edits and all kinds of things, but even with the Birdman thing, there's been so many situations. You always focused in a way. I'm, I'm glad you said that about the edits because I could edit all of that stuff if I wanted to. But it's like, what's the point? I can't. You shouldn't be able, as a personality, to say what you want about people, but not let not nah. let them get theirs off. So if if I don't care if it's Beanie Siegel, Master P, Fredro, Star, any of these guys who have come in there and 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 got at me, it's like I'd be I'd, I'd be whack to edit that. Oh, out. you and Beans too. Okay. Can you talk about that incident? Uh, do you guys know what happened? No. In Philly. Well, I mean, you remember when Beans was like making all these rhymes about Jay Z? Oh, Jay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you talking about with Charlemagne? Yes, he okay. he felt abandoned. You you would have possibly uh, appreciated it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beans Be- Beans had an issue with Hove, and I mean, yeah. he right. called in. He called in my radio show on a Friday morning. I played it back that Friday, and went crazy viral that weekend. I think Jay even got asked about it because he was on tour at the time. Right. And then Monday I got fired. Wait, got I'm back sorry. Monday this episode. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I need to see why. You got fired because yeah. Bean said something in an interview about Hove 
and that's why you got Everybody fired. says Jay-Z got me fired. I don't know if that's, that's true not or true, not. Because he would have got me fired for saying what I said to him in his face on the radio in Philly. What I think it was at the time, I think you had people in Philly. You know, it's Jay-Z. We all love Jay-Z. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, but it's I his think, number one market, too. I think sometimes people bring sacrifices to Jay. Like, here's a lamb. You know what I mean? Like, Jay, here's a here's a gerbil for you. I bought, I did that. His gold. So I think that was one of those things, like... Beanie said that about you on Charlemagne's show. We got rid of Charlemagne. I think it was one of those things. Not because you some, can't yeah, do yeah. shit to Beans. Yeah, I don't think it was a call like, "Yo, get rid of him from Hove." I, I, no, I don't. Hove's not that petty. That's just I don't it. think so. Mm. But then, where's in your minds like, where do I go? You know what's so interesting? There's a Vlad TV interview I did right after I. Got, I think it was the day I got fired, okay. and I literally said, "This is just another stepping stone." Yeah. I said, "I'll be back on the radio." In like a year or so, and you know, sky's the limit. Like I literally say that. Like I, 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 I say that in the Vlad TV interview, and that's literally how I felt. How I felt. You got to think. I already been fired four times. Yeah, you got your speech already written a number <laughs> of times. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, a record executive. Huh? They told me once, you ain't nobody till you get fired in this. Three business. times. They say three. They say if you get fired three, three times. Oh, it's three. Oh, so, see, no, they, no. They say you're nobody if you get fired once. If you get fired three times, you're a superstar. Shit. <laughs> Wait, All right, one, is that how it is? Got one shit. More time. I got one more time. Not today, though. Yo, I want to ask you, man, the Ray J interview. Mm-hmm. Son. Yeah. What was going through your mind while he's on the phone? Just man, we was almost mind. off air. Like, we, we, we get off air at 10. I think it was like 9.30. And I remember Angelique gets a call, and it's our guy, Billy. And he's like, yo, man. I, I still didn't know what was going on. It's like Ray J and Fab, such and such and such. Ray J wants to call in. I'm still, I'm like, you know, at the time, he's like, yo, Ray J wants to call in right now. Him and Fab just got into it, whatever, whatever. So <laughs> Ray J just called in, and that's what, like, that that's literally great. was, we was live at first. Yeah. Like, we had to tell him to stop cursing and stuff like that. Like, and then we had to say, hold on, man, we're going to play the rest of this for y'all tomorrow. And then we recorded it, and it became the Seven Rolls Royces and Seven Rolls, everything else y'all hear team. now. <laughs> the, I keep telling them we need to get Ray J. He's one of the best interviews. Oh, I no, swear. Ray J's fantastic. He is no, great. Fantastic. Yeah, but stuff like that, you can't even script, man. Like the Birdman moment, the Ray J moment. Like that's just radio magic. Like like you, you don't script those. Like you don't say, hey, this is going to happen today. Those are just those things that happen in live radio, and you just got to be prepared for it. Can you tell there are some, uh, are there ever people that come up where you can kind of tell they may be kind of fishing for that viral moment, like they kind of oh, absolutely. trying to make it. As a guest, you yeah, mean? Yeah, as a guest, yeah. Absolutely. And, and, I've, and I've had people say that, and then when the interview is over, they'd be like, that's going to go on world stuff. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Ugh, I mean, Fredro so did that. Salute to Fredro. I remember, but I remember he did that. You know what I mean? Because the question I asked him, I asked him because he said it, right? It was, it was something he said about Brandy. I think it was on a Vlad TV interview. And I asked him about it, and he got mad at me. But you, you said, said it. it. You know what I mean? <laughs> And so he turned up, which I love because I'm an Onyx fan. You know what yeah, I mean? So yeah. I, I was happy to still see the rah, rah, you know what I mean? Fight, Shifty, low down, <laughs> grind, you know what I mean? I was, I was happy about that, right? So Go with my Dunes pills. No. So, but I remember when the interview was over, he was like, yo, that's going to that's gonna make some noise on World Star. And I was just like, right. So you started wanting to be a super jock. Then you became a super jock. Then what did you decide was next? Ooh, as far as what? What you were going to do. Because you said you just, as far as I knew, before you just wanted to be a super jock. Oh, what? So now you you became a super jock. So you I'm just have trying to, to figure now out be clear we... channel. Yeah, I'm like, so <laughs> right. do we say I'm going to have my own network? Yeah, is it or TV? Or is it I'm going like, to do my the, TV show? Kind of next thing? Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. Because, you know, the more you grow, right, the more you see. So it's just like we always talk about, the you know, there's levels to this, right? Yeah, so the, the more you ascend, 
you know, you start to meet new people and you start to get a bird's eye view of the game and more opportunities. And, you know, now you're getting opportunities that you didn't even think was was possible. You know, now you you, you really feel like sky is the limit, right? So it's just like a, a few years ago when I saw how the game was was changing as far as podcasts are concerned. And, you know, I've been on podcasting early. I started my podcast, me and Andrew have been doing Brilliant Idiots for 10 years. We actually just launched our first episode last week officially, but we've been doing it for 10 years. Credit Practice given. makes perfect, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> when I saw where the game was going as far as networks and everything, I started looking around like, man, there's not a lot of, uh, there's no network for black podcasts. Like there's no one place that you could take these black podcasters that are getting these views, but they don't have no infrastructure to, pos- to properly monetize what they're doing. I was like, yo, that's what I want to create. I saw what Bill Simmons was doing with, with The Ringer. And I'm like, I want to create that for us. So that's when I had the idea for The Black Effect like three, four years ago. Was that kind of what uh, Combat Jack was doing with his Exactly what Combat Jack was doing. Because, I, I, you know, uh, God bless the dead, salute to Combat Jack. Chris Moreau. Chris Moreau is the first person to tell me, yo, you need to write a book and you need to start a podcast. This was 2011. That book thing is essential, huh, Charlamagne? Very, very. You know, but Chris writes books. So Chris has written, he's helped 50 Cent, Russell Simmons. Like, he's helped a lot of different people write books. So he told me, 2011, you need to write a book, you need to start a podcast. I was arrogant at first with the podcast. I knew I wanted to do a book because I'm an avid reader, right? But I was like, why should I do a podcast when I got my own morning show? And he was like, man, trust me. Start a podcast. So I did, you know, with the, with Loudspeakers Network. And that ended up being Brilliant Idiot. So it's me, Combat Jack, and The Read. And then when I started to see how creating a podcast gives you a whole other voice and it's a whole other platform, then I started seeing how it could actually be lucrative. Started bringing in other people that I thought were interesting to do podcasts. So, you know, that turned into the Tax Stones and the Angela Rise. And then even, like, you know, Envy and his wife started one. And, you know, Ye took lip service from Shade 45 and started doing a podcast. And it's just like, then eventually Loudspeaker gave me a percentage of the company. So I, I Equity important. Very. So I saw, you know, the other side of the podcast game from the executive side years, 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 years We call years that, like, ago. distribution in a way? Is that... When you talk about those other companies, like Loudspeaker, like iHeart, I'm just trying to, so so people who are listening understand the formula of podcasting in a way. I think Loudspeaker provided a lot more infrastructure because people didn't even know what to do to start a podcast. You know what I mean? Like Loudspeaker had the engine room studios downtown. Like they would tell you to come at this time. They had a producers there for you and everything. So they made it very easy. Then they had the ad sales team. So to start a podcast in 2023, what are the essentials to at least stick, make a dent. Like, I know there's some people that just, like, record and... You got you, like, you're making a TV show, damn near. Yeah. But, yeah, TV like, now. what do you... What is the starter's kit, post-pandemic starter kit one-on-one thing? Two Jews in the corner. <laughs> Killing Y'all well, my insurance card. That sounds like a great podcast. It does. Happy, happy it, that is a fantastic it podcast. It no, does. that's just an essential part of any podcast. That's not a podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about our, our mutual friend. All right. Yes. So, Wheezy. Oh, the best. I, I feel like she is on the verge of greatness as a solo act. Like, what steps? Wheezy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm From just, we Horrible decisions. Okay. Uh, who is this? Sheila. What was we talking about? Yes. Thank you. Uh, Wheezy. One, one half of the, the horrible decisions. Uh, Got oh, okay. Gotcha. Got it. Gotcha. 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 Okay. Right. So, she's she about to cut a solo deal, whatever. I'm treating it like it's the music thing. But, what do you recommend that a person does to 
I think, number one, you have to be authentic, meaning, and I know that's such a cliche thing to say, but everybody and their mama is getting on these microphones and they're just talking nowadays. It's like, what do you actually have to offer that's different from everybody else? But how can you tell the difference between a provocative... All right, so look, academics just deal with rumble. Yes. Which kind of just... Why? In my opinion, you know, it's... I know people want to be provocateurs. You can tell people that are easy, like, okay, mm-hmm. whatever buttons I should not be pressing, let me press those buttons. But what is authentic in terms of, like, being a provocateur or being honest? That's a great question. I think the difference is, I think somebody like Wheezy, right? Wheezy and Mandy with Horrible Decisions. Their story is authentic. Okay. There were two people in the corporate world who were literally sneaking to do a podcast about sex. They didn't want people at their job to find out that they were having these conversations about sexual liberation and women empowerment and everything else. But it started getting so big that they couldn't hide anymore. But they told us this story every step of the way. Like, literally, you can go back to original episodes and hear them talking about sneaking off to do this, you know, from their job. Then it got so big that they were able to quit their their corporate jobs and just fully invest in horrible decisions. By the way, one of the best live podcast show, if not the best live podcast show, that's that's horrible decisions. Oh, they're they're incredible. So to me, that's authentic. Having like an authentic story and an authentic POV. Like another uh, another example I like to use is to read. Kid Fury and Crystal. Mm-hmm. I remember watching they Kid long Fury. long time, right? Long they like time. one of the yeah, longest. Yeah. Over a decade. Yeah, yeah. I remember watching Kid Fury on YouTube. Back in the day. And you always knew he was funny. You always knew he was smart. You always knew he had a star quality. Then he starts to read with Crystal, and you could tell that they're friends. They're just on there having two, you know, authentic conversations, talking about their experiences. Like, you just happen to know Kid Fury's a a, a gay man from Miami, and Crystal is a, a, a queer woman from Oklahoma. That's because they tell you this. But that's not the vein of their existence. They're just good at what they do. To me, that that's the type of authenticness that makes for a good podcast nowadays people think just because you got a name you can launch a podcast those be the wackest ones yeah and talk about relationships oh god oh god and the ones with the names can't commit to the schedule it's low-hanging fruit all these people with all people that aren't in relationships (laughs) with relationship (laughs) podcasts all these men who've never been married telling women what they should be doing with themselves a lot of those Charlamagne. (laughs) how many you got a couple of those shows on the no i don't have any i don't have none i don't have no man's manosphere podcast (laughs) mansplain mansplain podcast on black effect no actually Two Jews in a corner would be a, a good. We can mansplain anything. Uh, yeah. Like, what, what the fuck? Just give us up. We can put it on World Star. Right. Show on your yeah, network, Mr. Love. Star. Listen, Mr. Love. Yo, what's up? This is Fonte, Fontigolo from Team Supreme. Black representation in media is very important to me. I think it's important to have our stories told by people who look like us and who have shared in our common experiences. Some of my earliest influences were Donnie Simpson. Uh, I would also say Tom Joyner, Angela Stribling, uh, Sherry Carter. They were just people who told our stories with a lot of class and dignity and were big inspirations to me. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. 
From Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast, The Center Black Voices. It's NPR Noir. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. All right, y'all. You know what season it is. Tis the season for spring breaking and planning our summer travel. And if you're like me, you're already in your Airbnb app trying to find which spot is right for you. Now, listen, while I'm looking to spend all this money, what I'm not doing is thinking about making money with Airbnb. See, you got to change your mind state. Make the money while you're spending the money. How, you say, Laia, do I make the money? Well, you host at your house. And I know what you're thinking. I mean, my whole house? Uh, Well, no, you don't have to do your whole house. I mean, you could do a room or, you know, do the whole house. So make some money while you're spending some money this summer. I'm trying to tell you, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could, would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Yo, Shaw, I always wanted to ask you, man, because I don't think I've ever heard you speak about this in any uh, interviews or platforms, specifically making it out of South Carolina. (laughs) What is that like trying to explain to people? You know, because, I mean, I'm from North Carolina, so... Trying to explain to people that, you know, like you said, you know, you have opportunities now that you never thought were possible. Um, how have you adjusted, you know, knowing coming from where you come from to where you are now mentally? Like, how do you make that Man, I adjustment? Think, I don't know if you ever truly make the adjustment. I know I just started dealing. I just stopped dealing with imposter syndrome probably in 2019. <laughs> you know, because you. Oh, wait, I don't have to do that no more. No, you yeah, definitely have to do that all the time. Like, full stop. That, no. I'm sorry, forget. No, all like, side effects are It was organic, Amir. That's good. Sorry. Because I think when you come from a certain extreme, like it never leaves you. I was raised on a dirt road in Monk's Corner, South Carolina. The town I'm from, the population was seven thousand people. Like we yeah. were in a double. My town was from three three thousand. Good God. Grand Springs, North Carolina. We were in a double wide trailer. You know, me, my mom, my dad. I read that. I didn't home, believe it. My oldest sister, and then my mom had three more kids. Like we, mm. when you come from those type of extremes, you don't ever really lose that or forget that. You know, so it's like for me, I never truly adjust. Like I said, I just, I just started feeling worthy of being in the position I'm in. Like the end of 2019. Mm. Like, and 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 that was just me saying it to myself. I probably really didn't get 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 to a feeling of worthy till like the beginning of 2021, like like right after COVID. Because that was my next question. So how did lockdown did that oh, affect? Man. Like what 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 changes did you make during lockdown? I mean, I lost I lost friends during COVID because because of suicide. You know, like my, my good homegirl Jasmine Waters, Jazz Fly. So that yeah, yeah. rest in peace. That put a lot of things in perspective because Jazz, me and Jazz was two individuals who would have like conversations about therapy and you know things we might have been 
going through and it's just like to know that she couldn't make it through that that time right like that was like woo you know so I just came out of there feeling like man we made it through that I'm going to just really embrace life to the fullest like I'm gonna really enjoy this process that 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 I'm going through I'm gonna enjoy this this ride that I'm on so that's that's what it was for me. Like that's that's what made me just not just have a sense of worthiness, you know, for myself, but just a sense of worthiness for life. Like I'm not taking any of this yeah. for granted. What's it like when you go back home? Uh, it, it, can it, it, you go back <laughs> home? <laughs> no, I can I, I definitely can. It's love, but it's not love from the people yeah. you want to get the love from. You know what I mean? Because it's people that you grew up with, you came up with. They might be upset over something you said in a book. You know what I mean? They might be upset over something they heard you say on air about you know growing five up five years ago. Yeah, right. yeah, but I'm just upset ago, that you've <laughs> evolved. Yeah, yeah, upset because. Your, your grandma, your grandma is like that. That that little McKelvey boy, he really doing. He really does a lot for our community and stuff like that. That might just make you mad. Oh fuck him! I remember him in high school. He wasn't shit. You know what I mean? So you're the new Calvin. I'm the new exactly. <laughs> and, you, and you wasn't quiet. You used to talk shit on everybody. So people was definitely like, God damn it, not that one. I used to get bullied, <laughs> and then I went from getting bullied to to being the bully. Because I got tired of being bullies. It was like, oh, you can't beat them, join them. So that day my glasses fell off for that final time, and they cracked. I said, fuck them. I'm not wearing them no more. Because every other time they would fall on the ground, they'd be crooked. I was going to school wearing crooked glasses, yeah. you know, getting more getting more um, bullied because the glasses were crooked. So after that, I was like, I'm done, you know? So I just started being the the, the bully. But, I mean, it's love. Don't get me wrong. It's love because I, I, I do a lot for my hometown. I do a book bag drive every year. I do the turkey drives every year. We do mental health initiatives, you know what I mean? I, I bring therapists and psychiatrists, you know, to Ooh, my... Oh, Charlemagne, to... I'm so thankful for all your conversations about black men's mental oh, health. Oh, thank you. Thank oh, you. my God. I, I feel you. like it's a new era. Even in this room, as these men now speak freely mm -hmm. about this stuff, I just wanted to say that as you were going down the road, cause I wanted to thank I, you for I, that. I did that last year. Yeah. My man Jay Barnett, he's a he's a psychiatrist. He does this tour called the Just Heal Bro Tour, mm -hmm. and it's him and some other psychiatrists, and therapists. I bought that, you know, the Charleston. So people know I do a lot That's for a the community. Deal. So I think it's it's one of those things where it's like, I I, I love them, but. Also, I hate them a little bit too, and maybe I'm just exact. Maybe that's just in my mind. Maybe nobody hates me, and I'm just scared to go around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was gonna say. You know what? This happened once at my high school reunion, where I I did that whole Marty Mar, pretty Ricky, what they call him. I had the list ready. You know, my date was tight. I wore the suit and everything. I was like, I'm gonna get revenge on him. Get revenge on you all, boys to men. All you, I'm gonna get revenge on you, boys to men. Yeah. <laughs> and like, <laughs> they performed at it, didn't they? I got there, and yo, man, it everyone was, like, was so hey. nice. We're so proud of you, Amir. And I was so mad, like, <laughs> oh, guys, like, literally. Yeah, that's what it is. And then I realized maybe, again, the voice in your head is your worst enemy ever. And I think maybe. What I thought was everyone's opinion of me in high school was maybe the opinion I had of you yourself. yourself. Absolutely. And Absolutely. that's when I realized, like, ah, man, like, now I got to be friends with everyone. And, like, for real, I, I was right. a year, like, that's right. So Prince is in the gym, all that stuff. Like, I was getting ready. <laughs> and, and I think you got to remove yourself from certain things. That's the other thing that hurts, too, right? The other thing is, 
I know I, if I come home, I can't go there because they're doing the same things we were doing 30 years right, ago. Right, <laughs> Like, you right. know what I mean? So I'm going to be over here and, 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 and possibly end up in a situation where I lose everything just to keep it real. Like, I'm, if, I, if that's what I got to do to keep it real, if I got to hang out with y'all on the block and drink and smoke and all that, I'm cool on that. I'm not I'm not going to I'm not subjecting myself to that. That's kind of one thing I wish I could lose because my, like my mom and my sister tease me to this day because they know like my addiction to like I, I won't waste a second to like hop in my car and just drive to Philly at like 11 p.m. Just to sit in front of my childhood crib or go to my grandmom's block. Oh, I do that. Not even get out the car, but that. just like it grounds. It's like a grounding. Yeah. Or chase, chase mm-hmm. ghosts. I don't know what it is because the thing was, I used to always. If you remember, like back in the eighties or nineties, you hear about like such and such so basketball player getting into an altercation with you know someone at their old yeah. projects or you know what happened to Bobby Brown and his brothers and Roxbury projects, mm-hmm. and you're like, in my mind, as the as the outsider i'm like well wait you're like a blah 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 platinum mars like what the hell are you doing back at survivor's remorse your old, right literally then, the show too yeah yeah but it's 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 an addiction like i don't know why i literally there was one point where like i got up at like maybe 10 30 in new york I drove to philly just to get my uh there's a fish sandwich for what uh not punchies on 52nd street but um Bottom, oh, of, uh, bottom uh, of the sea? Uh, oh, I ain't been to bottom of the sea in a minute. Wait, that's on South Wait a minute. Wait a minute. On South Wait a second. Wait, wait. They got multiple locations. Effect. Yo, Steve, that's you know Steve you know why Steve is really here with us? Yes, yes. Is that where I forget, forget D'Angelo. Forget Erica. Like, forget Steve's whole history as my engineer. Steve is bottom by my side sea, because Steve. Steve knows where all the bodies are buried. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta keep my eye oh, on it every man. twelve. I seconds. forgot about bottom of the sea. The That's second you said bottom of the sea, I was like, "Wait, what you know about?" Ah, bo- uh, damn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you. That, yeah, I yeah. Too much this butter the, in the potatoes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the broccoli. He he sugar he sugar Steve yeah. because I gave him diabetes. Like he Twice. literally got yeah in eight months adapting to my diet. Yikes! Between bottom of the sea and the church. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. House, house of, of prayer, soul food. Yeah, yeah. Charlamagne ain't stay in Philly that long to get all this secret. Yeah, I ain't get none. I ain't get none. I, I got, I got Ishka Bibbles. That's yep. good. That's good. Max's. That's good. Yeah. Best oh, cheese Max. Steak. Yeah. 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 Well, all right, I'm evolved. It, I'm evolved. Okay. <laughs> Just say the Ishka Bibbles instead. I will. Of it. I, yes. Shout out to Max's. Hello. I love you guys. <laughs> that was, that was yeah. with, I forgot that story, but I remember who That was weird. I do that. Like my grand, my grandmother's house is still uh is still up in South Carolina, Monk's Corner, South Carolina, and I go sit on the porch, wow. just the ground there, take my shoes off, walk through her yard. Mm. What about your parents? Are they still back yeah, home? Yeah, my dad, my dad lives in Kitfield, South Carolina, my mom lives in Monk's Corner still. Like they yeah, everybody. Did you retire them? Or were they already retired? Oh, my mom was kind of always already retired. She was a school teacher, but it's like, yo, when you been... did she let you retire? Because my, like, they still. Didn't... That's why I thought about it. Because when you. I brought my mom's crib, she she has just started unpacking boxes from like ten years ago. It was almost like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I don't trust this, and still didn't unpack. Yeah, it's, it's that's like my mom won't. I don't know what she wants. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like usually the things that she wants are for other people. Okay. You know, and I I know right right now I'm gonna I'm gonna restore. My grandmother's house, right? Because she got like one of those old school sovereign porch houses, right? I'm gonna restore that, but she don't really—they don't really ask me for anything, which is which is wild, right? 
But my mom was an English teacher, so she kind of been retired. She substitutes every now and then, but she likes to do that. Like, you know, she likes to get up and go substitute a class. You know, I don't want her in there no more because these little kids is crazy nowadays. You know what I mean? And she's up in age, but, you know, I don't think she wants to fully retire. You got two girls? Four. Four girls now? Four. So do I. Four. You Let's sure talk about do. It. That's right. I was about to ask y'all. <laughs> all the time. Like, all the time. Yes, it is. Yes, yes. It is. A yes. comical disaster shit show. But how does that change y'all? Oh, you're not as, girl dad? You're, I was about to say, I'm 100% as, a girl dad. But as men, how does that change y'all now in your daily interactions? Makes me terrified of men all the time. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. Uh, I don't know. Oh, it changes everything. Because, because you know how they always say, like, uh, the future is female? True. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, my future is female regardless, right? So it's just like, you know, why not try to make the world a better place for women? Like, it makes you listen more, which is something I think men historically didn't do a good job of, right? So now that you got a house full of women, I, I, at least in my life, I have I have no choice. I have to hear what's going on, whether I want to hear what's going on or not. Right. And then but historically in my life, I've always had more women around me than guys because my dad went from my dad went from telling me, um, why, why you want to be my dad would say, why you want to be around all these dudes all the time, man? Fuck all these, F all these dudes. Right. Like you, these dudes ain't gonna do nothing but get you in trouble. So when he told me that when I was young, all I would do was be around a bunch of women. And then you realize even when I used to throw parties back in the day, having a bunch of women at the party. Made all the guys guy, yeah. want to come mm-hmm. to the parties. You let women in free before 11. Mm-hmm. Now you can hit the guys over the head. You know what I mean? $20. Yeah, that was a lot back then, right. people. You know what I mean? But $20, <laughs> right? So it's just like I've always been around women, right? But I don't, I don't know if I, if, I, if I was always listening to them like I should have been. That's why I asked about the daughters because you have no choice. Like you could have been oh, raised man. by aunts, grandmothers, and things. But daughters? No. And the teenage, the 14-year-old challenges Ooh, me like yeah. No other. The energy's different. I don't. It's hard to explain. Like male energy is just like put on a helmet, and run into the door. Like, just, <laughs> like, like women's energy is different, man. It's not like that. They were like just like you gotta listen and make you feel so fucking guilty about something. Everything and like, guilty and stupid, <laughs> stupid as all. Yeah, guilty morning, and stupid. Yeah. Oh, but, so already is dad. Like you know, it's that level of. They say actually all the time, as if like no matter what you yo, say, actually, go, actually, oh. or. Basically, as if like I'm a fucking idiot and I need oh. to be told basically what's going on. Oh. This is like every sentence. I swear to God. Actually, Dad, go fuck yourself. That's right. Basically, Dad, <laughs> fuck you. Like that's my life. All over them. Day. All four of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and trying not to parent like 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 our parents. Yeah. Right? So then that there's that. You know, because I, I always say my dad didn't parent with love. I think my dad parented out of fear. fear. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? Safety. You, this motherfucker is not gonna be like I was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I don't want him to make none of the mistakes that I made. So I think, you know, just trying to parent out of love or even answering those questions like, why? Like when your seven-year-old or four-year-old asks you why. No longer do we say, don't ask why because I said something. so. That's, That's right. So, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's like, right. Well. And, and that, that makes you think because sometimes you'd be like, well, what is the why? You know what I mean? <laughs> right. What is the why? Am I just parenting out doing of my it. own yep. anxiety? I'm just doing what I was done to me. That's just, right. That's why. That's what we always did. Like, like I, I grew up getting beaten. I'm not beating my children. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, like, yeah. I used to get beaten. Not even beaten. a pop. I mean, nah, 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 nah. How has how is, uh, your marriage changed over the years? And what Or uh, developed over the years since? Me and my now wife been together for 25 years. Wow. So we met in 1998. Yeah. I don't have to make up my own sound effects. I'm- in 50 years, <laughs> that's like 50 years of entertainment. You're the Foley guy. I, nah, straight up. I don't. <laughs> 
Uh, what the hey. hell? That was not. That was, that was <laughs> not. Yeah. 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 That's the wife. There you go. 25 right. years. Look, it would have been a total waste if I didn't do one effect for uh, this thank show. You. Thank but, you. But, but even with that, right? Like, uh, that's what I was going to say about my pops. I, I was, I've always been the type of person that I like being with one woman. Right? Like, I've always. Why? Just having a rider for you, having somebody that, that's riding with you. Like, I always thought that was the cool way until I caught my pops cheating. Oh. And I'm like, How you out here cheating on my mom. He looked me in the eyes and goes, you only got one girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day you'll understand. One day you won't understand. You know what I mean? So in my mind, I'm thinking there's something wrong, wrong with you. With Just having one, one girlfriend. So that's when the, the whole player thing started or, or the, trying the stern years but, to be a play no that was way before the stern years oh, this shit. was I, i've been with her since 98 that's right, that's right. you know what i mean so this is way before that but it's just like it took me honestly it took me until like 2016 to totally get rid of that because i started to realize i'm becoming my father right so you're turning into what you hated right not, not that i hate my dad i just hated how he did our family right you know what i mean i saw what his infidelity did in breaking apart him and my mother and what that did to my younger yeah, siblings. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And I didn't want that to be me. On so a that... side note, I always think, I want to ask this about to men to cheat. And, and we all cheat because I'm a cheat. I've been a cheater. Um, but what if... <laughs> <laughs> I missed it. Finally. I missed it. Yeah, yeah. Here, this is why I wore oh, the shirt. So this is why I wore the shirt. I, I knew it was gonna come. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I knew you. it was gonna come. Um, but what, what I was gonna what I was gonna say is, what if she what if what if she would have turned around while you were in the stage and been like, well, baby, since you're in the stage, why don't we just polyamory this thing for a second until we you can get it together? Because I, I ain't wanna, with the polyamory. Okay, not a good idea. Not a good idea. I'm not with okay, the. Yeah, I'm yeah. not with the Polynesians. So. Not a good idea. Man, I always want to ask a man the fuck out of the situation. Consider it once. Nah, it's nah, not, not good. Too much either. work. It's because she got to get her. Okay, I'm programmed too much work. Well, no, no, there's a lot. One, I'm just lazy, and it's but like, you're already doing it. Yeah, but like you still like no matter who you you got to deal with some somebody. That's right. And when you deal with someone, you got to talk to them, communicate with them, get emotionally connected. And now we're going to add somebody else to that. Yeah, and That's it's right. just too, it's too much. much. It's, it's too much. And I think at the end of the day, it's also like you just get, yeah, and this time my ego gets the best of me. There we go. Right. Come on. Come on. Tell the truth. Oh, for real. Like, all of us want to be on some Drake, Wayne, fuck every girl in the world joint. <laughs> but Drake can't even handle that. Right. Listen yeah. to this music. It's, what about AI guy's... Drake? Yeah, AI yeah. Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Done. That's almost the end of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> That's a book ending. Like no, I, I think at the end of the day, like we just get generally tired of getting caught and you know racing shit and da da da. Right. That's right. I got lazy, so it's just like, all right, uh, no, that's not and, for and, me. And you find things that actually feed your soul and not your ego. Cause that's what I think cheating is, right? Like nine nine times out of ten, when you out there cheating, mm-hmm. you're really just trying to feed your ego. Yeah, it's and, not about cheating. Is not about I want to be with another person. It's about you want to be. But you know, another question too is, can you handle it when your woman cheats on you? But that's why I was asking, because I was like, while you're out there, you know, I don't want to know. Because men, I don't know if men think that while you're cheating, that a woman is fulfilled. 
because when we're, we're not, if you're giving it to somebody else, yo, I'm still haunted. I le- so, yo, women are the most. If you was with your woman in college, you know what I'm saying. Trust me, your woman had a life. There in we go. All right, oh. you're out of your mind if you think your woman didn't have a life in college. Girl, and my afterwards, woman since 1998. The 20s okay? is a motherfucker. We That's love what I'm saying. And then when she hit 40, you'd be like, you better fulfill her or she gone. Because real horny at 40. Play the track again. I can't even find it. I thought <laughs> I was, <laughs> I thought I was like, like a perfect segue. Nope, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Just a lady. It's funny every time. Debbie Horny. All right. This has been a long time coming. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's it's beautiful to see your 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 evolution and and how you're coming up in the world. And yes, I absolutely believe that you know you will be the the new uh, Byron Allen. I'm. Yo, that's crazy. No joke. Hey. Hey. Yo, that's so, a thing. Somebody on. said that to me this let's weekend. Go. That's a thing. Let's go. Can you take us with you? Not so real. Let's go. Listen, I, like, wild, I look yo. at Steve's face. Why not? Byron Allen just isn't the guy from Real People back in I know who Byron Allen oh, everybody is. Everybody in this room, nope. If don't make Byron Allen your ceiling is why I was making that No, you're that right. Smirk. You're right. You know who first told me I'm going to be a billionaire? Dave who? Chappelle. Really? Oh, Chappelle randomly, I usually see this. He randomly said that like five years ago. I don't know how. It's, I'm amazed you know at what? how you can be a billionaire living your black truth. Like, I am just so impressed. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> and I know you might say like, well, that's easier said than done. Yes. I actually spend, uh, I, I hate that I'm getting real deep in like the last minutes of this podcast. My assessment of my last life in the last two years is that I spend more time thinking how can I sabotage something than I do letting it happen. And I almost feel like it's transformed. Like, I believe that we collectively as black people get these moments, but because we get in our heads of, was blah, blah, blah going to think? Is that da going to talk shit? Oh, yeah. Like, something happened to me like three days ago, and I'm dreading this news getting out. I mean, it's some big... Oh, a good thing. It's a good thing, but you just dreading it. For the history's sake, it'll be a good thing. Right. But... If my first thoughts are, oh, man, like, now, da-da-da, it's going to talk. Like, it's it's hard to get that voice out of your head, which is why, like, I keep stressing on the show, like, the importance of meditation and all that stuff. That's because we live in a world, whenever you, whenever you announce good news, it's always somebody ready to shoot your good news down. It's always ready. But half the time it's us you. waiting for the other shoe to drop. That's right. That's right. Like, ah, <laughs> That's right. This That's ain't right. going to last forever. That's right. No, I, I, History, man. I believe it is absolutely 100% easy as hell to succeed if we just, for any person that has not truly succeeded, I will show you a person that has somehow figured out a way to thwart or sabotage it subconsciously or, or, or on purpose. I, I guarantee you, I'm almost 99% certain that this happens. How many times have you recommended The Big Leap on this podcast? Oh, well, I mean... Well, I, we need a booklet. I'm I, I'm actually trying to, like, not... I don't want to be that... See, even then, like, I have a truth to Stop. share, but we I'm, learn the truth. I'm so Give scared that everyone's, like, ah, eye-rolling. Here Amir goes again with Amir, this Amir, we've been talking about meditation since the COVID... Like, we all different. We That's all right. evolving. Let's not, let's not do that. I read The Big Leap because of Quest. I saw Quest at... Uh, this Last year, we got named as... What was it? The... We got awarded something. What is it, the most powerful media in New York or something? Or New York, something like that. It was an Illuminati room. Yes. Of white people. <laughs> exactly. And we were the only, the only black people. And that's, that's my right. point about you and that's your right. blackness in the business. It's because me, Charlamagne, right. and Steve Stout. That's right. Yeah. Wow. So I go up to Quest and I, just, I ask Quest, I'm like, yo, how's everything changed since the, you know, the, the, the Grammy and, and then 
And when you ask somebody how they're doing, better be prepared to get an honest answer. Yeah. <laughs> and he gave me a real honest answer. And it was about the self-sabotage yeah. and everything else. And he was like, yeah, I'm reading this book called The Big Leap. And I, I, I ordered it. it literally the next day. And, and I'm going to buy it now. I got one job. Yeah. And that's just literally get out my own way. That's it. If or I could get out my it. own way, I'm man, good. Man, that's it. Because I was going to say, man, I, me and you, this is so. This is me and his first time ever meeting. Crazy. We were supposed to do this crazy. It's kind of came full circle. 2005, this, I think you were in Columbia. Columbia, South Carolina. Columbia. Yep. And uh, Minstrel Show, it just came out. We were going to do a radio tour, and we had to do the next day, we had to do the MTV U Awards, whatever. Literally, the day we had to leave was when my wife went in the labor with my son. Wow. So, Ninth and Pooh, they went and did the interview. But that was the time we was all supposed to meet. But Damn. that was like the only every show. Cause Pooh, uh, we actually we, we did. It, I had them host a mixtape for me. I think it was, I had Pooh do some drops for a mixtape. That sounds right. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that was like yeah, that was well, he was uh, November two thousand five. So uh, so yeah, man, it's good for us to finally. Nah, it's fantastic to me. I love <laughs> I love little brother. What's so crazy is in South Carolina we didn't have no uh, we didn't have nobody to look to in hip hop. Mm-hmm. As 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 the to look at them and be like, oh, I can do that too. But North Carolina had little brother and Petey Pablo, yeah. and I used to go there and watch a uh, Josie Mo perform, yeah, yeah. Shelly B. Oh, you remember Dox. Shelly B? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shelly B. Dox. That was all the crew out of Wilson. Yeah, them all the homies. Like they got some MC MC. Like Rhapsody, my favorite rapper. Yeah, man. She's like she's well, uh, not Rock not uh, Snow Hill. Snow Hill. I was Snow Hill. Creek, Snow Hill. Yeah. Yep. Nah, man. So nah. So it, it was just crazy. I thought about. I'm like, man, we was supposed to do this. Damn to 20 years ago. Absolutely. All right, guys, we're literally getting kicked out of our oh, house right no. now. That's fine. Thank you for so having on me. On behalf of uh, uh, Charlemagne and Fontigolo and Laia and two Jews in a corner. <laughs> oh, Soon to be on the Black Effect. Shabbat Shalom. That's going to stick. Oh. Please. Well, not on the Black Effect. Every, every name I've been given on the show sticks. White Bill, Unpaid Bill, two Jews in a corner. You ain't, Yo, you ain't got White Bill. It. You ain't never been White that Bill. That was the first. You weren't what? there. Thanks, That's right. Thanks, you were. Thank you. Thank you, Charlemagne, for doing this. Thank you, Charlemagne, for Thank giving you, radio uh, folks goals. Yes, <laughs> to the team. <laughs> Tila just hit me and says, "Thank you." Like he 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 changed my life, so that's good. I, she knows that uh, I'm interviewing right now. Oh, dope. We yeah. Anyway, uh, we will see you on the next one around Quest Love Supreme, y'all. See you. Love Supreme is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.